0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stall. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckled lap around the motorsports industry. Covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl.
1: All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio. Brittany took the day off, so we'll be sad for just a little bit. But that's okay, she'll be back. This segment's brought to you by South Bay Auto House. If you have a Mercedes-Benz and you're looking for an alternative to the dealer, you could not go any better than to Auto House. These guys are phenomenal. We're 25 years service. All their technicians are factory trained, and they have all the same equipment that the factory does, so they could look at any Mercedes-Benz on the market. Not only do they sell them, they actually sell them. That's right. You're looking for a really quality-used uh, Mercedes-Benz, House can sell those. They also do repairs. They sell parts. They do it all. So check these guys out. The best way to find them is southbay.com. That's A-U-T-O-H-A-U-S-SouthBay.com. Talk to Gary and Rick. Thank them for coming on and sponsoring this show. And also I really want to give a shout-out to Rick Stafford for hooking me up with the U-Boats boys that are coming to... Uh, uh, bay fair next week that's right and uh i really want to thank Corey uh, peabody he was on kusi with me this morning and Corey is a class uh driver he's in the big boats he's driving u9 uh coming up this sunday uh, or next weekend in fact and he's actually getting ready to fly out so i snagged him for a quick interview Corey, welcome to the show
2: man thanks for having me just standing here at the airport
1: i had a funny feeling so people are gonna look at you like "Ooh, he must be somebody special look he's doing an interview
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm standing at my gate we'll see if they start looking at me here pretty soon
1: yeah they probably will hey now where's your base at washington
2: yeah we're out of the seattle everybody's in
1: seattle does anybody race out of any other state besides Uh, seattle (laughs)
2: Now there's a couple. There's uh, there's Dave Bardish. He's out of Detroit, and then there's uh, Charlie Wiggins, and they're out of Alabama. Okay. And outside of that, you know, everybody's pretty much out of the Seattle area.
1: Well, it's kind of like NASCAR. You know, going to the South. You know, North Carolina and what have you. So it it, it kind of makes sense. So you're in the U9 sponsored by
2: uh, Pinnacle Peak Consulting, and this weekend we got Miss Bees helping out with some food. So that's been real great.
1: Was that food as good as I think it is? Oh, it was good. It was good.
2: <laughs> we went there we went and had some food the other night there and uh I was I was happy, you know. <laughs> pinnacle Peak Consulting is uh actually one of our owner Daryl's uh companies, so it's been real good to be able to promote one of his companies that he owns on the side of our boat. Ah. So getting to see that big pinnacle going down the road and on the race course is really nice for him and uh the people that work for him.
1: And you've got a beautiful boat. Man, that I love the black and silver colors it sticks out there's no way anybody can't see you guys coming down the coming down the straightaway and you know i tell people all the time that you really got to get involved in boat racing because you guys are a rare breed altogether. and the boat you drive has got to be an animal i mean not only does the track change every 13 seconds but how much horsepower are you pumping out of that boat
2: He's got about three thousand horsepower um, coming out of it, so you know we're hoping to see about one hundred and ninety-two to one hundred and ninety-six miles an hour down the straightaway this weekend. Wow. Um, you know, maybe get a one sixty, 160, one sixty-one, one sixty-two average qualifying speed. Yeah. So they're they're moving pretty good. Yeah. They're they're it's 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 quite the rush.
1: And you're not out there by yourself. And oh, did I mention, folks? He has to make a one, two, three, four left turns coming off 190 miles an hour with how many boats do you guys normally Uh, run in a race? About four
2: to five you'll have out on a heat. And then the final will get sometimes six, sometimes seven, just depends on the size of the course and, you know, what what the distance is from the the buoys from inside to outside course markers, you know, like – We can't get too many down at the Alabama course. It's too tight. And then in Madison, it's really tight. So we'll run like a four boat front line with a trailer. Um, Gotcha. You know, we got with the boats being so wide, they're 14 feet wide each. Yeah. And then we got to leave a little bit of lane in between. And then, you know, 14 feet, 14 feet, 14 feet, 14 feet. You you burn them some real estate real fast.
1: And you got to be careful about getting. You know I say prop washed for no other terminology, because those boats don't like salt water down their inlets.
2: no, no, you'll salt up a motor real fast and you'll you'll blow up a hundred and twenty thousand dollar engine real quick if you you suck down too much salt down our snorkel so we we got to pay attention to what we're doing when we're in the salt water, even in the fresh water too, but really in the salt water, yeah. that salt gets stuck to our fan blades of the turbine. And it starts to grow those fan blades, and you know if you get anything stuck on there, our tolerances are so tight, uh, you know you'll you'll start breaking stuff. So we're we're very conscious about what we're doing out there.
1: Well, isn't your overhead snout longer when you run in salt than when you run in in fresh water?
2: Yeah, we put a saltwater scoop on yeah. um, that extends out past the front of our cockpit, so. You know, when we get on plane, we'll do a hard right, and then the salt will go, the, the water sprays off the left. So we'll do a hard right, and then mm-hmm. when we get up on plane, we'll do a left, and then you know it diverts the water away. But you Still. know, when you're out there racing, you you don't know what's going to happen, and so I mean, things at 196 miles an hour, things happen pretty darn fast. So yeah. you know, we just got to pay attention and take care of our equipment, but at the same time, you know, we're we're there to win. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, you kind of put it where it's not comfortable, but. That's what you got to do.
1: That's what helps by staying out front, where you don't have to worry about all that salt water coming at you. So, like oh, yeah. like NASCAR or some other forms of sport, do you have spotters? Do you have people that are in your ear? That because I know you don't have. I look your boat doesn't have rearview mirrors. Okay, so it's not right. like you can see who's on the left and who's on the right. So do you guys have spotters?
2: Yeah, I have a spotter that's at start finish. Most of the time, they're at the start finish line. I'm talking to me this weekend. We just kind of go out on this little uh, point down there at the race course because start finishes over on Fiesta Island, so we Mm -hmm. don't go over there. But, uh, yeah, I got someone in talking to my ear the whole time, telling me where where everybody is, what's going on on the course. Um, So it it, it helps. But at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to me. And, you know, I'm the one pushing on the throttle, running the front canard and turning the wheel. So I got to – I gotta do what feels good for me, and right. you know he can see a lot. My spotter can see a lot what's going on, but I can also feel what's going on with the boat. So sometimes I know, if, you know, if he wants me in lane one, and I, the boat's not reacting good in lane one. I'll jump out to two, or right. you know, vice versa. So
1: do you do you like somebody in your ear throughout the whole race? I, I, I'm just saying, for me, I would be a little bit distracted, you know. But do you, do you, are you comfortable with? Or is it because they're spotter and you have done this so much together, you're kind of like one?
2: Yeah, I like to have someone in my ear. You know, I don't necessarily have to listen to what they're saying. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, they're talking to me, so it's nice to have somebody talking to me. It, it, if I radio back, that's one thing. I, I try not to radio back too much because I'm concentrating on what's going on in front of me. And Like you said, the, the water conditions are constantly changing, and I've got to watch my front canard and all that because, you know, flying that boat down those straightaways is <sighs> It, it it's it's pretty intense you know and you just got to be on top of it yeah and the boat that we're driving is uh you have to be re, you know you have to stay on top of it because if if you uh if you let the boat start driving you it, you'll end up upside down real fast so yeah,
1: yeah without yeah. a shadow of a doubt and ha- so favorite favorite uh tracks you like mission bay
2: I uh, love Mission Bay. I've driven on Mission. This will only be my second time driving on oh. Mission Bay. Um, I, I, I like it. It's, the salt is a lot different. Um, I like the longer courses, the two and a half mile course. So yeah. I like being able to do do that and open the boat up. But uh, my my favorite favorite course is always going to be the Tri Cities because it was the first place I ever drove an unlimited hydroplane, and it's Jeez. our uh, owner's hometown race. So. Nothing against Mission Bay, but just being honest with you, my my, my favorite would be tri Cities, which is the same course that you have here. Yeah. Just a different venue.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I used to work with Debbie Muncy. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, her and I. Be, and then she went to Hawaii. I go, what are you doing in Hawaii? But, yeah, her and I, we used to hook up every year. She'd line me up drivers. and I just love that lady. I mean, and she has so much history in that sport you know i mean it's she's just a she's just an amazing lady hey sounds like you're getting ready to go and i know you got to go first class so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and let you go we got to stay in touch uh what i'd like to do as as the season goes maybe have you call in periodically and kind of give all the folks out here that love uh, your boat racing keep them up to date on how you're doing okay great thank you so much for having us all right buddy be safe and i'll see you next saturday all right, thanks. Bye. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I don't know. Is Dirt Dude on the line? Oh, great. So he's going to leave me hanging. No Dirt Dude. Nice. Right here on FM 96.1 AM
3: 1170.
1: Racer Radio. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Racer Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170 answer is brought to you by el cajon ford where nobody absolutely nobody treats you better than el cajon ford new used service back service they'll work on every car in your driveway that's right their technicians are trained and they do the job right the first time that's el cajon ford 1595 east main street in el cajon go check them out uh right now we've got dirt dude on the line busted my chops hearing me crying online listen this this guy hey dude you act like i'm never gonna be
0: there i'm always there man <laughs> well, just, Brittany, i gotta call i gotta listen to the show before i call in
1: dude Brittany left me she went away for the day so it must have been something better i wonder what it could be nothing could be better nothing. Than being on radio with us But that's okay. Just taking the break,
0: taking the time off. Well, I guess she's going to have to, you know, get ready because next weekend uh, we're going to be racing. So I know she's going to bring out a car.
1: I think that's what she's doing. I think she's freshening up the car. By the way, on that last interview, can you just sit back and imagine 200 miles, almost 200 miles an hour in a boat?
0: On water, (laughs) yeah. Making left turns. Not like that ground's going to change. You know, that that surface is going to change constantly.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I had him on KUSI this morning, and uh, Corey was such a mellow dude. I mean, this guy, it didn't look like anything would phase him. I'm serious. He just calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, yeah, 200 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to tell you, I had an opportunity to go out one time just in the bay, and let me tell you, it got my attention real, real quick. You ever been in a, a high speed? Have you ever been in a race boat?
0: No, not yet. I'd like to do like I think a Formula One or Formula V or something like that. It's a smaller version of a, of a hydrofoil, and they're super fast. But they're like one person; they're scaled down. They're, yeah, they're those things are quick.
1: Well, I had, I had. I think I had one of those too. I think they're called a one liter boat, and we had one of those. And Corey said. Cause I was joking around, I go told him said, if you didn't win in the in the big boat, the U nine, they were going to put you back in the little boat. And he goes, "That's okay with me, man." He says, "Those things are fun. That's like a little sports car." So, <laughs> you know, boat boat people. But yeah, so that's next weekend. That's unfortunately it's going to be. Well, people could actually do both. You know, they could but, actually, well, yeah,
0: they could do both. They're competing could, with something at last weekend. We were racing and we were competing with the the rodeo. Yeah, and we still actually did really good. Yeah. you know everyone was happy because you know we get over five hundred fans on a rodeo weekend when it is super hot. Um, yeah, the, the boat thing we'll have to see how that goes because usually the boats during the day, and by the time they're done, you know you could head up the hill and be go watch racing at our track. Yeah, and you'll make
1: it a full day. Well, that's what I was thinking, and I and I really think why we're starting to see attendance grow and grow and grow. And it's because of the show. Uh, You guys have added a lot of different divisions. You've gotten a lot more new people, drivers and spectators, you know, coming out. COVID has caused everybody to go mildly insane and everybody wants to get outside. They want to get in the fresh air. Yeah, it's a little bit warm until the sun starts to go down and then it just gets perfect.
0: Yeah, one in the afternoon when after it cools down, it's it's a really great time to be out there. You know, uh, I've been trying to get Brad to call in. Brad Whitfield from Cocoa Paw Speedway, that's kind of merging with us now, and he's you know putting our program together and and helping us with uh, this season and next year. He's going to be helping us again, overseeing Good. kind of the race director. Uh, I've been trying to get him to call in, but. Every weekend, he's super busy, yeah. but shout out to him. You know, he was actually out in Iowa for the Boone Nationals going on. Uh, I think Cody Laney, a local kid out here from California, won. They had like over 600 modified show up for that thing. So it was a huge, huge race in so, Boone, Iowa.
1: So how many more races at Cocoa Paw? Because I'd really like to take, you know, I'm right there at Alpine, so it can't be more than an hour and a half for me. They haven't started their season yet. I think Oh, that's right. It's because of the heat. Yeah, what was I thinking in September. Middle, middle
0: of September, their schedules if you go to Cocoa Paw's website or Cocoa Paw Speedway on Facebook, they have their schedule up. They're doing a couple big uh memorial races coming. Oh, actually they're doing the um I've drawn a blank on the name. One of our racers that was racing up there passed away and
1: I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Don't you hate getting old? It's one, of the,
0: one of the races they're doing, it's a two-day race, and then they have another race is a two-day race, and it's probably going to come up to me later. So. Yeah, as as um, yeah, on their website, we actually have three races left in our season. So, you know, the 18th is the next one coming up, and these are heavily stacked races because we're going to have the last three. 18th is going to be uh, mods, IMC Modified, Sport Mods, Uh, Winged um, California Lightning Sprints, or no, CLS, well, they call them something else now. um, Southwest Lightning Sprints, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Uh, Dwarf Cars, Sport Compact, Street Stocks, Pure Stocks, and then October 2nd, which is the second-to-last race, and that is the points race for the night, or points race for the season. It's going to feature IMC Modified, Sport Mods, Sport Compacts. Uh, Southwest Lightning Sprint, Street Stocks, Pure Stocks, and Dwarfs. And that's the pretty much the end of the season for points. And then we go to October 15th, which is, is going to be really cool. Um, we actually had planned on a, a race October 30th, bringing the ASCS uh, 360 wing sprint cars. Mm. We're actually moving that to the 15th.
1: So has anybody locked in a championship yet, or is this going to go right to the end?
0: It's probably gonna go right to the end and then some. Like uh wow. I know two of our classes dwarf cars right now, they are battling one point difference between like the first two and I think there's three or four points between the top three and four. Wow. It's just really close. Um, sport Compacts, I I know um, it's a really good race. Good good close battle. Um, a ninety two. Mm-hmm. I didn't write I didn't write any notes down.
3: No, that's okay. No, <laughs> I no, I
0: mean working in my yard. So um, don't so you? yeah, it's it's, Dude, it's, hot it's a outside. lot of good close racing. It's hot and, outside. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it is. It, but, uh, you got it's my off time. I get to do this stuff so I can go racing on the on the race weekends. <laughs> I
1: would do it at night. Put a flashlight on your head, duct tape it, and then go for it.
0: Well, that turns into a whole day thing because by the time you get out there and start working in the in the afternoon and the night, and then uh, I don't want to quit. So I got to get stuff done once again.
1: You, you to my house. Stuff. Come over to my house. I got, I got stuff. You for got you, a
0: ranch, you. dude. You yeah, got a ranch. You're doing fine.
1: <laughs> so it, this has got it. This is probably one of the more exciting seasons we've had because everything is so close and there's no, there's no runaways. I love it when there's no runaways.
0: Yeah. Every time the points come out, I'm just like, wow, it is that close. Yeah. And, and like I said, then, then the 15th on our last race of the season, 360 winged sprint cars, which we have not had winged sprint cars at Brona Speedway ever. We really? had C R A. Remember when we did yeah. like a season of C R A? Like we actually did full size three sixty and four ten sprint cars, but we've never had winged three sixty wow. sprint cars at, at Brona Speedway.
1: That she'll I think Trish reached out to me and I think I've gave her a date uh prior to that to that race, just so people will know that the three sixty wings are coming and and we're gonna try to see if we can't help fill the fill the hill as and, the old saying goes
0: and for the rest of the day, i mean that's we're just doing the 360 yeah. sprint cars uh wing uh, we're doing um sport mods uh street stocks and pure stocks gotcha so and the sport mods are going to be a non-imca race uh-huh. and i hope we had like 500 win on one of these i think it might be the next race mm-hmm. it's all on our if, on our website bonus speedway or uh Become friends with us on Facebook. I do have a, a page on Facebook, Dirt Dude, uh become one of my friends and keep up with everything going on. I post results and, and stuff coming up along with you know, Brona Speedway, coca Plus Speedway. We're all mixed together and trying to perform and you know, entertain San Diego and Arizona.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, like I said, it's it's I, I, I it's been a it's just been a crazy season. It
0: has, and it's, I'm not sure what's going to lead into next season. I know we've been talking about some of the changes that we want to do, or that they the, they would like to see. Um, you know, cutting classes back down to a normal class, uh, seven, eight car, eight groups in a night is really hard to get through. Uh, if you do anywhere from like you know three to six, like five would be a good night, mm-hmm. and you could start a little bit later and end a little bit earlier, and, you know, you're not a full day of racing. You actually have an afternoon of racing, which, you know, a lot of people might like a little bit better. They can come up and enjoy racing and actually, you know, leave it a good time.
1: Right, exactly. Oh, look, I'm already on your page. I've already liked it. <laughs> How about that? All right, that's yeah. good. i just double check and see if I was on there or not. Dirt Dude's professional now. I've got a Dirt Dude page. I know, don't you? I mean, it was so funny. I was talking to an older guy out in Austin, Texas. He's in his 70s, too. He goes, what's up with all this social media? Why do I got to do that? Because if you don't do it, you won't get cars and you won't go on trips. So trying to teach him to do Facebook and Instagram, oh, my goodness. It'd be easier well, to do. Well,
0: has been cool with, like, social media, like like i said there's big race in Boone Iowa i uh, have been watching and friends yeah. of mine that are back there you know um i love uh, it mikey mike's back there mike uh, mike michael thing yeah michael thing he, He's back there, so I've been following what's what's going on with him. Andy Pap, one of our guys here locally, went back there, and he's been racing. There's like four or five racers that I know, of. and then there's more from Yuma. But I mean, like everyone from California and Arizona went out there, but like a lot of people I know, so I can actually follow along with what's going on per day that they yeah. have going on.
1: I think Mike Thing's daughter actually sang the uh, national anthem, if I'm not mistaken.
0: She got to sing one of the nights. They do like a four or five night event, right? And they, ru- they, have to, they have to hustle through, like, you know, a lot of cars in night. Uh, yeah. They have oh, probably 12 heats, and then Jeez. they transfer from there. And then you have two B mains and an A main. And if you win one of the A mains for the first part of the week, that means you're an automatic qualifier for the A main on Saturday, uh, so you don't have to transfer into it. So that's how they get all their transfers from Saturday, for Saturday's race yeah. from the whole week. Oh, yeah. man, it's just... It's almost like a chili bowl kind of thing, but just on a bigger scale.
1: Tell me that announcer isn't wiped on Sunday.
0: I've been here, and they have like three or four guys that they go through.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could just burn them up, man. Just crank them in and crank them out. All right, one of those things. I would like to go just,
0: you know, as one I of those have. things, say I've get it and been there.
1: Yeah. You ought to go as a, cele- a celebrity announcer.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll hook you up. I'll hook you oh, up. Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah you I'm, got pull everywhere.
1: I'll make a call. All right, get back out there <laughs> knee-deep in the weeds, and we'll talk to you next week. I'll let you know how everything goes next weekend. I look forward to it. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. Scott DeLosio's in the wings talking Paris Auto Speedway. Let's see how tight his races are at one fast half-mile track. Racer Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to Racer Radio right here on FM 961AM 1170. The Answer. This segment brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway right up there at 18700 Lake Paris Road. And John's Automotive Import Repair, 7447 University Avenue in La Mesa. Go to John's with an S, San Diego Auto Repair.com. Got Scott Delosio on the line. How you doing, buddy?
3: Pretty good. How are you today?
1: Got the air conditioning cranking.
3: Oh, you better believe it. I think it's about 102 up here right now. The weather's supposed to break. I think it is on Tuesday though.
1: Yeah, that's that's what the the wife was telling me too. So uh, cuz you got a race next Saturday if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, we're pretty much there. I think we have two more nights off uh, up until November 20th. So we're going to be there virtually every Saturday night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what do you, so I was talking to dirt dude about the the, you know, the different divisions, how the point standings are. And they're not going to get finals until the very last race of the season. How are you guys doing? Have you, already, have you already got some guys or girls that have already locked in the championship?
3: No, no, no. We still have three nights to go for oh, wow. all of our stock car shows. We still have two nights of destruction. I think we have, counting the Oval nationals like five nights of sprint car races to go. And we have our stock cars next week. And one of the classes, the Super Stock class, top two drivers separated by one point. Um, the Modifieds, I think it's about seven points. And, you know, and you're talking, wow, you're talking four or five positions in most of these. The biggest uh, advantage anybody has is like fifteen points in the factory stocks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nah, we're not deciding anything until our last races in November.
1: And you know, that's that's what racing is great because you just. You know, you just don't know till you get right down to the the last race, and I think that's 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 the way to do it.
3: Uh, you know, it, it doesn't always work out this way, and I no. talked to Dirt Dude, and just the way it's fell this season so far, it's been the Super Stock and the Modified classes they've been just inseparable all year long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been really, really tight, and the Street Stocks I think it's like seven points, so that's really tight too. But when you've got one or two points all year long separating the top two guys in the point standings. It makes for extra interest for the fans when they get to the racetrack.
1: Oh yeah. Especially the ones that have favorites and they're in that top, that top tier group, you know, they're rooting like crazy for their guy or girl. And, but you can't, you don't know till the end. I mean, and anything can happen in the last, what, three, four races.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, we've got, uh, we got our Sprint Car Series, and right now Damian Gardner leads Brody Roa by 24 points with a bunch of races left to go. And they tangle last so week go tonight up at uh, Chico, um, which, you know, they tangle quite a bit, it seems, and it got pretty ugly last week. Oh, um, it. But that's going to be, we're going to finish our season with the Oval Nationals, which tickets just went on sale yesterday for that. And then they go decide their final night. Final two nights are going to be over at uh, the Arizona Speedway, and hopefully, you know, by the time it gets there, there's still going to be just a handful of points separating each other so that it'll be decided on the last two nights. Wow.
1: So, what do you think about the the Gardner Roa thing? Who do you think is going to come out on top, or is that one you just can't guess? Flip of a well, coin. Flip of a coin. You
3: know, they're both friends. I do press releases for both, so it's really hard to say. Um, you know, Brody was. Sixty-three points behind, oh, yeah. like four races ago, and he cut it all the way down to sixteen. And Damien picked up eight points on him after the three races last week in Arizona or Northern California. So you know, we'll just see. It. It's a lot has to do with preparation yeah. and cars, and a lot has to do with driver talent.
1: Yeah, I know,
3: and it's so that's, funny too. That's the easy way of saying I don't know.
1: Yeah, because their personalities. I mean, to me, Damien is very serious. I mean, he is serious as a rock. Where Roa, I mean, I'm sure he's serious, and I know he wants to win just as bad, but he just seems to be a little bit more laid back, or am I I missing something?
3: Well, I think I I like it more like intensity out of the race car, or Damien's second to none, where Brody's kind of kicked back. Yeah, yeah. But once once they're both in the cars, I mean... Um. The switch gets flipped on both of them, you know, and you know Brody's just as intense as Damien is once he gets in a race car. Yeah, well, and, and you yeah, have to much have it that, is like that with all the top
1: guys. Yeah, i was just gonna say you got to have that. I just interviewed a guy; I had him on TV this morning. The races in Mission Bay and the big boats, you know, the big uh, turbine boats, two hundred miles an hour, and then he has to
3: turn left on the water. You talk... I used to watch those as a kid in Detroit. Jeez um, That's back in the days, though, when they raced uh, with the Rolls-Royce engines in yeah. the yeah. engines, oh. Which
1: You gave me you goosebumps. Ever... You just gave me goosebumps.
3: When you got to go to that, the noise alone. Yeah. You know, it's not like today with the turbines. I mean, the noise alone was like oh, five-boat heat, and you had five airplane engines on the water. It was man. spectacular. Nothing
1: better. Nothing better. Then a Rolls Royce or a Merlin. Oh my
3: God! It just
1: yeah. So I had him on this morning. Of course, we couldn't get the boat on 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 the patio where I normally do my segments. So I had to do it in the street. But uh, it, yeah. So that's going to be next weekend. So there's going to be a lot of action going on in and around you know between you guys and Verona and, and Bayfair. But you know, Bayfair gets over right around fivey. So anybody could make a run either to Paris or barona and still get some circle track racing in
3: yeah you got to get some dirt after uh you got all washed up in the water all day <laughs> all hey, something we added um just told you uh, moments ago the tickets just went on sale oh yeah, Nationals. yeah there's an extreme motocross coming to the pass it's going to be on october 9th we just added it to the schedule i should say we we're not the promoters of it mm-hmm. uh they're running the track fifty thousand dollar purse with what? the top riders from Fifty thousand dollar purse with top riders from around the country around the world showing up for this.
1: And it's a motocross. You're going to bring in tons extreme, of dirt.
3: It's extreme motocross. What's that? Well, it's the stunts.
1: Oh, like I got gotcha. you. The
3: X Games and that.
1: I got gotcha. you. Okay. Are you going to call the action?
3: Oh heck, no! I don't know. <laughs> you know they need somebody. Okay you know to do something like that it's specialized they've all got their signature maneuvers and uh i don't know any of that so they'll have uh they'll have somebody who travels with them doing it who really knows what's going on well people get
1: look at me like when somebody says hey you know are you gonna could you call the race i go no and they go what do you mean no i said i'm not gonna call a race that i don't know anything about i go it wouldn't do justice to the race and it would make me look bad because, you know, if I don't know, that'd be like if I came in and sat in your chair. Okay, I, it, it, there's no way I would ever do that. I couldn't fill your shoes if I tried because I don't know everybody that at the track where you know everybody. You know the drivers, you know their family, you know their history. I couldn't do that. And I and I, and you could actually go to a, a, a fresh track and not know anybody and do well because you've been doing what you're doing longer than I've ever done it.
3: Yeah, but uh, for me, it would have to be, like, a dirt truck, an oval truck. Yeah, yeah, like... Or a paved oval truck. I couldn't... You know, I've had opportunities to do a lot of other stuff. One, one not that long ago, well, probably seven, eight years ago now, um, for the Long Beach Grand Prix, the week before, that, they were having the Formula E cars. Oh, really? Did... And they wanted me to announce that, and it's like, I didn't really want to do it. Did you do uh, it? But my, my friend... Uh, my friends were the are the main announcers there. Bruce Flanders, who passed away last year, and oh, then Terry Clanton, who is yeah. the main announcer as of now. We've been buddies for you know over forty years, and they wanted me to do it, and it's like, man, come on, you know. <laughs> so I kind of agreed to do it because of them, but they, I never heard from the people running it.
1: Oh, so you didn't do it until
3: about three weeks before the show, and by that time, my social director had decided we were going to do something else that weekend because I hadn't heard from the people. Right. You know, I could have, you know, I could have canceled and said, "Yeah, I'll do it." Um, but I just was uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I know. See, I see. You and I are on the same page. And plus, the last person you want to upset is your social director.
3: Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't have been too happy about yeah. it. She would have understood. She's used to being,
1: yeah, me being at
3: a racetrack on Saturday since the day I was born. Right. So, but you know, if, she but if, dealt with it for the last thirty some years. She yeah. Was, because I mean, well, it's paid. Well, I was like just going to say,
1: you know, $50,000, I mean, come on. She can go and do a lot of great things around the house.
3: <laughs> yeah, $50,000 is a race announcer. That's how many years?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your whole career.
3: <laughs> how many years? I mean, how many How many times what's everything we've had to chase money over the oh. decades to try to get paid by some promoters? Yeah. Don't even start. I don't equal up to 50 grand, but I don't know.
1: I had one guy
3: that he was going to pay
1: me to MC something and the, and the, the event just turned out to be a bust. I mean, it was just, nobody showed up. There was all these promises were made. I sat on the hood of his car till two in the morning to get my money. Cause there was no way it was going in the mail. I says, I am not leaving till you give me my money.
3: And so I, I, we went to, we went to Texas one time. Yeah. I announced a motorcycle race in Texas and, uh, paid me half my money up front. So I took Robin with me uh-huh. and he's going to pay me half the money after it was two nights. It was over in Fort Worth area. Uh-huh. He's going to pay me the rest of the money after the second night. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the crowd on the first night and I looked at Robin. It's like, Oh Uh-oh. man, Uh-oh. this is going to be hard to get paid. <laughs> and, uh, saw the crowd the second night and it's like, it's going to be impossible to get paid. Cause there was nobody there either night. And <sighs> tell you what, that guy, Within six months, and I think two payments had me fully paid. No kidding. Well, yeah, yeah. So you and know, hats, that, hats off to him. Yeah, and usually in the racing world, when you see what we were expecting after those first two nights, uh, like you're never going to get any money out of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we, that's one thing we we can do is we can we can read the crowd. Yeah. So.
3: Well, you need to. And another thing, you know, being in this position all these years, I've been doing this you learn how to read the promoter. Well, that too. Yourself, yeah. you don't put yourself in the situations anymore where there's a possibility you're going to waste, you know, it's not just race night. I mean, you have to study up all week oh, yeah. up points, talk to drivers, make phone calls. Um, you don't want to waste all that time to go somewhere and have that time traveling back and forth. And all of a sudden you, you realize you're not going to get paid. So I've kind of, I'm kind of very picky when I get called about where I'm going and who I'm working for. You know, but I'm in Paris for nine months out of the year. It's just the other months to fill in. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, I totally get it. I totally get it. All right, man. Hey, it sounds like folks, go to parisautospeedway.com, get your tickets online, beat the crowd, beat the line, and take a look at the schedule because at the tail end of this season is going to be epic. Buddy, take care, and... The dogs were quiet. What happened?
3: uh one sleeping on my lap, and two are under my desk by my feet. <laughs> they never leave you alone. I love it. No,
1: no. All right, buddy. Take care, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. This is Racial Radio on FM ninety six AM eleven seventy. The answer. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Rachel Radio, FM 96.8 AM 1170, The Answer. This thing is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic right out there in Woodside Avenue or Woodside Avenue in Santee. They have a dyno in-house, so they can definitely take care of all your automotive needs, not only whether it be a race car, street car, tow car, drag car, dirt car, doesn't make any difference. Greg Greg and the guys, they can do it all. And if you're looking for a good shop in the county, here's a good selection. West Escondido Auto and Trans. Just go to westautomotivegroup.com. Four locations up and down the county. Uh, ASC certified, Napa Auto Care, Master Tech's in-house. Warranty good clear across the United States. Can't beat them. Check them out. West Escondido Auto and Trans. All right. Hey, I've got an interview I did last week with Cadillac. Stretching their legs in the Lamar series with a new car. Take a listen. All right,
4: folks. Have I got a phenomenal interview for you? You know, Cadillac's in racing. Oh, you didn't know that? You don't watch enough TV, let me tell you. Well, Cadillac is in major development with the all new LMDH, which they'll be racing in the uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Series with one of the icons, uh, Mr. Chip Ganassi but before we go there let's talk to Laura Clouser she's GM sports car racing program manager hey Laura how are you today
5: I'm great how are you
4: well first off congratulations on how well Cadillac has been doing in the uh, in the WeatherTech sports Car championships Uh, and along with a you know anything that you guys kind of put your toes in you seem to come out extremely well and 2023 has really got to be exciting for you.
5: Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, we've been building up to this for a while now. And when we launched the DPI VR that runs in the IMSA WeatherTech uh, championship right now in 2017, we had our sights set on being at the best and the biggest endurance races in the world. And thankfully, we were there in the United States with the IMSA series, you know, being the Rolex 24 or Sebring 12-hour. But really, where we wanted to go is we wanted to take the car and, and take on that 24-hour Le Mans race. And the great news is, is with the LMDH platform, starting in 2023, we will be able to finally do that.
4: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are sitting here thinking, well, what does motorsports have to do with Cadillac? I mean, why is, why is Cadillac in motorsports? Why don't you explain it to them?
5: We, well, it's funny. I, I think every car at some point has gotten itself in some form of racing just because human beings have to try and figure out how to push everything to the limit so i've got neat stories of cadillacs in the way past that have have been in races um especially the one in the 50s that went over to lamar called the la monster where they took a um series 61 and they completely redid it for aerodynamics the thing looks pretty crazy but took that over, but really when we started getting back into racing uh, formally through General Motors in the early 2000s, we were taking Cadillac to a new era. Uh, At the time we were calling it the art and science era where we were exploring, you know, what is Cadillac to us and what is it supposed to be to the world? Um, And we really wanted to chase down the other performance luxury brands like BMW and Audi and we realized that to do that, you know, you had to show the world that not only could you handle the luxury part of that, but the performance. So we decided with the launch of our V series that getting um, involved in racing to showcase the capability that our cars could do on the GT side, and then ultimately moving into endurance with our, our DPI later on, was the best way to prove to the customer that when we say performance luxury, we mean it. We have the credentials to back up our statements.
4: Without a shadow of a doubt. And a lot of what comes off the racetrack ends up in production Cadillacs from safety features, and now you're going hybrid systems, because nothing stresses out parts and pieces more than a race, and especially the 24-hour Le Mans. Oh, my God. That's one of my bucket list races, man, I tell you. And it's just, its it's got to be just brutal on cars, drivers, and crews.
5: Absolutely, this year um, was no exception. In fact, I think this year might have been the hardest year in a while on the crew that was involved. Um, we took the Corvette over to race, and because of all of the changes that the pandemic has thrown at us in the schedule and just they condensed everything down our team for corvette was on the go from basically the end of june straight through the end of august with the race and i mean it talk about stamina requirements it was incredible so that race pushes you to a limit you didn't even know you had
4: right well and that's what racers do you ever notice that i mean no is not in a racer's Vocabulary. I mean, if you need to stay up twenty-four hours, thirty-six hours, forty-eight hours to get the job done, that's what they do, guys and girls. And and, and it's so rewarding at the end. It's way rewarding when you win, but just to, to be able to complete the the Lama is, is is a challenge just in in itself. Uh, do you have drivers scheduled for twenty-three, or is that still under wraps?
5: We are still working through that, um, you know, firming that up and getting that set. So right. hopefully that'll be an announcement to follow. But we figured we, uh, we'd, we'd share little bits with people as we go to keep you interested.
4: <laughs> well, you better. Well, now that I got your PR guy, I'll be all over him because, you know, we love hearing uh, advancements in motorsports. Uh, I just read a book and it was called how, Where They Raced in Southern California. And it was every racetrack that was ever built in the history and how it lasted. And it was just such, you know, going down memory lane. Because motorsports really leaves a, a mark. I mean, it really does on, on history. And and I'm truly thrilled. You'll love this. I just bought a 500-cubic-inch <clears throat> Cadillac motor, and I'm putting it in a Studebaker truck. <laughs>
5: Oh, that sounds awesome!
4: <laughs> we're gonna call it the Studalac, and there's oh, a Lord.
5: big
4: yeah, there's a big story behind that. We used to do alternative. Well, we take high school kids and take them down to our stadium here, and we would let them drag race against the police. And the guy that had the original Studalac passed away, and I bought it to you know resurrect it. Unfortunately, his son had sold the engine, and it just took me a while to find one. So I found one, and now we're putting that all together, and it's gonna be kind of a tribute a tribute truck but I digress uh, going back now, now you're the, the weather well WeatherTech of course you're going to stay in that right and you're hooked up with now Chip Canassi.
5: yes yeah we have um, two teams that we'll be working with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing is one of them and Action Express Racing is the other uh, and so far we've announced we'll be participating in the IMSA WeatherTech series Uh, as well as running in the World Endurance Challenge over in uh, Europe. And actually, it's not just Europe, it's the world. Um, So we haven't really, you know, honed down the details on who's going where or any of that at this point, but we wanted to make sure we had both the local and the global presence.
4: And by the way, folks, Gary Nelson runs ARX. And if you know anything about Gary Nelson, Cadillac has picked the cream of the crop for both series. Which is what you do, right? I mean, I mean, if you want to get to the checkered flag, you want to surround yourself with people that have been there a few times.
5: Absolutely, and and if you look at you know who has signed up for this platform or the um, the cousin platform, the L M H, that we'll be racing against as well, it's big names there. This is no joke. Um, we are all going to be tested to see you know who who can come with the strongest package and the strongest team and all that stuff, um, so it's going to be exciting.
4: Yeah, and, and a little bit on you as well. It's so neat that you support SAE. Uh, a lot of people don't know what that is, but it's 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 a phenomenal program that helps young uh, kids get into this industry. Um, you've definitely got both fingers and both feet <clears throat> heavily involved in it. In fact, I just had a, one of the kids from the local colleges brought their uh, their uh, project car for SAE, and uh, they did quite well, so I put them on TV and interviewed them for an hour and you know just try to get kids excited about uh, just try to get them excited about the auto industry because it's never going away. I guarantee it.
5: Yeah, uh, SAE' has been a, a huge part of my life. That's how I got into all of this. I'm a, a formula SAE alumni and really have stayed with the program. I still volunteer regularly with the competition that we have in Michigan and, and all of that. And, and it's been um, such an incredible experience for me as a student and then as a volunteer, learning leadership skills, running the dynamic events, that, you know, I, I just I love the whole premise of it and, and having an opportunity for young people to take the skills they're learning in college and, and make something with them instead of just taking tests and doing homework, you're building something and you're you're learning how to do that with other people and it's just it's an incredible program and I'm biased of course as an alumni but I think people that graduate out of the formula SAE program are right out of the box ready to roll when they show up to work um, right. with you know just a little bit of learning they still need to do on how to interact with others. <laughs> well.
4: You have my permission to cab Kyle get a hold of anybody in SAE if you'd like to uh, dedicate some airtime to them and I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, so don't don't hesitate. like I said remember I mentioned earlier I do five hours of radio so content is king.
5: <laughs> Thank you.
4: <laughs> my pleasure. All right well it's fantastic talking to you. Laura, I won't beg you to take me to Lama but it's in my heart. But I will be talking to you down the road, I'm sure, because we like to stay on top of, of the series and, and how you're progressing. And, and then, of course, you know, we'll talk before you go uh, to Lamavish uh, next year, and then we'll talk afterwards as well.
5: That sounds wonderful.